This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 28 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast also trade the things we talk about on this podcast. Metals, crypto, stocks, and I know many of you are still carryovers from the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, so you trade Forex as well. Why not trade all of those things on the broker with the world's best customer service, Blueberry Markets? You can do this if you're outside the United States. All you have to do is go down and click the link below in the show notes. That takes you to the blog, which is where I update everything. Eligible countries, a deeper breakdown into why I think Blueberry Markets is awesome, and at the bottom of that blog is the link you need to click on to not only get a cashback bonus, but to get your own personal customer service representative. If anything goes wrong, you have a native English speaker right there to help you get back on track. Again, this is only available for people outside of the United States. If you're within the United States, I have a broker for you. Check the show notes as well. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and over time I've gotten away from this, but what I used to do on the early episodes was take the subject matter for the week and ask, why is this contrarian? And uh, I don't think I really have to do that with the subject of this week's podcast. It's like, who in the crypto world is talking about Litecoin? I mean, the only thing more contrarian would probably be if I did an episode on Bitcoin Cash, for example, um, which don't put that past me. That could be coming in the future. However, uh, as a lot of you have probably already seen, I have a blog where I keep track of all of my crypto investments. And uh, I say it all the time. I didn't really want to do it, but I put it out there and I, I always keep it updated every time I make a new purchase or if for some reason I just get rid of a cryptocurrency altogether like I did with XRP a while back. Um, you will see those changes posted on that blog. I will put it down in the show notes if you've never seen it before. Uh, but if you have you know that I am already invested in Litecoin. So why even do this? Well, something has happened. And if you are a longtime fan of this podcast, I don't even have to tell you what it is, but let me go ahead and tell you anyway. Uh, episode 7 was an episode on Polkadot. I was interested in buying it. I did right around 16, and then once it got to 48, I tweeted that I was taking my initial profit off the table moving my stop loss to break even, and letting the rest run for a while. Now, I feel the same about Polkadot as I do with a lot of the precious metals stocks that I hold. You know, I'm in this for a while. You know, so Polkadot is, for me, a long-term buy and hold. However, there is no substitute for smart money management. And I apply those principles even when I don't want to. And when things are going really well, nobody ever wants to. There were even people who admitted it out loud and said, thanks for the recommendation, but I am going to hold and not take profit. Well, you are certainly allowed to do that. But unlike you, now I get free crypto at a nice low price. The only question is, which direction will I go? Now, the other question is at what point, but my charts tell me this. Because I've done this at least five times already, probably more. Like a good chunk of my portfolio has come from me taking profit when I said I was going to take profit and then reinvesting it back into the crypto market once prices dropped, which they almost always do because as we know, price moves in waves. Maybe at some point, 
the Maxis will finally be right and we'll have that run that just never looks back. And I will be holding one third of a position on one crypto and that one third of one position will miss out on the run. Boo hoo. Meanwhile, simply by taking profits when I said I was going to take profits, I have a much larger crypto portfolio than I did before, packed and ready for the moon. Now, if you're relatively new to this podcast and you're like, well, that sounds like a really good idea. I would like to be able to do that all the time. I made a whole video on it. I will link that in the show notes too. And that's one of the most contrarian things you can possibly do. So many people get caught up in the sentiment, especially on the way up, that basic investment principles just completely go out the window. Most of these people didn't have any investment principles to start with. Uh, but even the ones that do get caught up in the hype, think that this market is unique to every other market and to where it's going to do nothing but go up. And then when it falls hard, like it has, they really wish they had some dry powder. But they don't. But I do. All right, enough tooting my own horn. Let's talk about where I plan on putting this. Now, in the past, I either purchase a new position with it or I put it into what I consider more of a blue chip type crypto, like Ethereum or Chainlink. And the reason why I am making this episode in the first place is because I am thinking of adding Litecoin to that blue chip group. And that may be where this next position of free crypto goes. And even if I don't, I might still pull out the old pocketbook and put a cash position into Litecoin, the next bullish signal I get on my weekly chart. Uh, and again, I expect the majority of you to disagree with me, and that's fine. It's a contrarian play, and I know that. Uh, but let's talk about the reasons why I'm very bullish on Litecoin now and well into the future. But first, let me start with the one bear case. It's not even really a bear case. It's just something I would really like to see that I'm not seeing. Is You guys know the main cryptos out there for actual transacting are Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash. And then if you really want to go down the line in terms of cryptos that have almost fallen off the map entirely, you have things like Nano and Digibyte. We'll go ahead and eliminate those last two. But in this race for actual transactable cryptocurrencies, there's really only a three-horse race. And I would have personally liked to have seen Litecoin do a bit more in these last few years, establishing themselves as the go-to transactable currency. But Bitcoin has actually done the most with the Lightning Network. And they have got, they've really closed the gap on Litecoin in terms of speed and overall uh, capacity, transactions per second, all that kind of stuff. And this is great too because I also hold Bitcoin, but I was really hoping Litecoin would have been a little more active in this time. Now, they are not completely inactive. The community is still very strong, and they have projects in the works. But as a payable blockchain, I love it. I do transactions in Litecoin more than I do any other cryptocurrency. It's like a one-tenth of a penny transaction fee. Super fast. And again, you got to look at its competition. It's really only a three-horse race right now, and there doesn't have to be just one winner. And one of the things that I think will separate Litecoin from the other two over time is the Mimblewimble privacy protocol that is, it did get pushed back a bit, but it is scheduled to come in January 2022. If it doesn't come in January 22, it's coming. 
You know, how soon makes no difference to me. I'm a long-term buy and hold. But what I think is cool about this is it's going to have a privacy element to it, but it is not going to be labeled as a privacy coin, like your Moneros and Zcashes and things like that. This is really good because I have a feeling that over time, your Moneros and your Zcashes are going to be targeted, sacrificed, and the crypto community is not going to mind. It is going to be a fair trade-off when it comes to overall regulation. Governments are going to say, okay, we're going to allow certain things, but we are not going to allow privacy coins like Monero and Zcash. And I don't think the crypto community is going to push back very hard on that. But thankfully, I do not think that Litecoin is going to fall into that same category. It is just one nice, streamlined blockchain that is great for payments. You can buy and sell it on every single exchange. You can currently use it at 15,000 different online merchants. You can use it on PayPal. Grayscale has its own Litecoin trust, which I think in the whole Grayscale family is about fifth or sixth in terms of market cap. Large banks all over the world are allowing crypto custody. And I don't know if it's going to be the only ones, but the first ones they are allowing is Bitcoin, Litecoin, and sometimes Bitcoin Cash. At the end of the day with these things, you want adoption, and adoption is expanding. On top of that, I really do think Litecoin has withstood the test of time. Now, you see it on Twitter a lot. They show that list from 2017 on CoinMarketCap's top cryptos, and all but Bitcoin and Litecoin are still standing, or still relevant. I think maybe Filecoin is in there too. They had a nice little resurgence, but... Litecoin has lost market cap to a lot of the layer ones, stable coins, a couple stupid meme coins, you know, but this is to be expected. You know, I put all this into two very crude categories. You have your actual cryptocurrencies, and then you have blockchain companies. Blockchain companies are the big space race. You know, we don't really know who's going to come out on top, but whoever does, it's going to be a big upside. I get all that. I'm invested in a lot of that too. But I also want to have good exposure into the cryptocurrency side as well. And I don't want to do that with just Bitcoin. I love having Litecoin exposure, and I'm looking to get more. Now, if you have no Litecoin exposure, get this. I think you're going to like this. If you practice proper money management and you say, okay, at a certain point, I'm going to take my initial investment off the table, move stop loss to break even, let the rest of it ride. Litecoin is one of the easiest cryptos to do that with. If you go look at a chart right now, you will see, and Litecoin is famous for this, Litecoin loves to spike. It's very heavily traded, which is great because we're getting that constant flow of liquidity. But historically, it is just prone to spiking, which if you have a certain take profit point on your chart, there's a good chance it will get there in a very short amount of time and then come back down if you want to buy more. It is famous for doing this over and over. So apart from being a great blockchain on its own, apart from having a privacy feature that its competition is not going to have, you know, apart from being accepted in more and more places as time goes on, and apart from withstanding the test of time early on in the game, even as a lot of these other companies with more, you know, quote-unquote upside have passed it by positionally in market cap. You know, call this a theory, call it whatever you will, but one of the biggest upside cases I can see for Litecoin going forward well into the future is scarcity. 
Now, stay with me on this. There's only so much Bitcoin out there, right? 21 million, you know, much of that is being held by Satoshi or it was lost, whatever the case is. So, you know, probably looking more like 16 million, give or take, I'm sure. There's going to come a time where there's not a whole lot of Bitcoin left. And all you can really get are small little slivers and fractions of it. And it's just not quite as appealing for some of the larger funds out there, or even the medium-sized funds, you know, your hedge funds and things like that, to get such a small piece of the pie. Litecoin has a hard cap of $84 million, which is four times the amount of Bitcoin. So really all you do is you take the price of Litecoin, multiply it by four, and that's how much it takes to get the exact same slice of pie than you would with Bitcoin. You get a much bigger piece, and that is going to be attractive to a lot of people going forward, especially people that don't have a lot of crypto right now and don't completely understand the process. They do understand scarcity. They do understand a limited supply. And even though Bitcoin will never you know, run out to where you can't get any at all, I do feel like a lot of investors are going to be looking for that next tier down. You know, They probably won't pass Bitcoin over, but they will get some of Bitcoin and then say, okay, what next? What else has a hard cap and also has scarcity? Now, there will be other cryptos out there who do this, but you got to remember, this is the investment community that doesn't really have a great grasp on crypto. So what is easiest for them to understand? 21 million Bitcoin, 84 million Litecoin. And that's when I feel like the real rush for Litecoin is going to be on. I really do think a lot of people in the crypto community miss this part. You know, they don't understand the gap of knowledge between what they know and the rest of the populace knows. Is Ethereum, for example, getting more scarce as they burn it off and all this stuff? Yeah, of course, but most people don't understand that. But they do understand things like, for $10,000, I can get a tiny little bit of Bitcoin, or I can get a pocket full of Litecoin. And I am familiar with Litecoin because it has been around for a long time, and a lot of banks and payment processors and online merchants use it. Period. End of sentence. You know, but the use case and the token is that nobody cares about that stuff. In order for the entire market to grow, it has to get acceptance from the people who are currently not in it already. And funds are a really big part of that. And the clients of these funds don't know a lot about crypto. So if you are taking their money and investing it in things that they don't understand, that is going to be a problem. And even if a lot of these people don't understand crypto altogether, at least Litecoin is a lot easier to explain than most other cryptos. Because people are also growing more and more familiar with it because they see it as a payment gateway, uh, being accepted in more and more places as time goes on. So anyway, look, I have a decision to make once my charts finally give me the go signal again. Um, I might put it back into Polkadot. <laughs> I don't know. I might put it in Ethereum or Chainlink. I might find somewhere else I want to go. But I can tell you that Litecoin is now in the running. Litecoin has now entered my territory of you know, blue chip cryptos that I want to have more of, especially with lower prices like we have. Now, for me to have my pick of any of the cryptocurrencies out there and for me to choose Litecoin at the end of the day? Crazy, right? When it comes to the future of something like Litecoin, I really don't think I'm crazy. I think I'm just early. <laughs>